Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Who are you? I am the Duke Org. Zenaku. Another Duke Org? What do you want? I have been awakened to carry out 3,000 years of vengeance. What are you talking about? For 3,000 years, I've been locked in that box waiting for the time of my revenge. Now is that time. I won't be so easy on you next time, Ranger. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour... It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 130, Ranger Command interview, Enway, Zenaku, and the Loremaster. Recorded on December 10th, 2018. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Sun Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today, we are interviewing Ellen Otsuka, associate game designer for Enway. Power Rangers Legacy Wars has added the newest villain to the roster with Zen Aku. So welcome to Ranger Command Power Hour, Ellen. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. We've had Chris talk about the lore master so much, so it's it's nice to finally <laughs> speak with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really great to be here. Every time someone asks in the office about something Power Rangers, like, oh yeah, what character is this season from? They're like, Alan, I'm like, just immediate answer. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have a job where my useless trivia of like <laughs> the vast lore of my fandom came into play. Yeah, I gotta say though, it's really funny though because I was always that kid that mm-hmm. like just knew you'd be like two seconds into some procedural detective show like Criminal Minds or something. I'm like, oh, I've seen this episode. I know exactly what happens. And people are like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what you ate for breakfast or where you parked your car? And I'm like, no. <laughs> So whenever we have someone on like this, we always ask, what was your first uh, exposure to Power Rangers? Oh, God. Well, I'm a 90s kid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So when I was like, what, five? (laughs) Back like forever ago. I was watching Power Rangers, you know, me and my cousins. And we would play Power Rangers, play pretend. I was always the Yellow Ranger being the Asian one. (laughs) Yeah, I remember I would always break the Megazord toys because I couldn't figure out which way they folded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I uh, watched the show as a kid and now as an adult, and it's great. Oh, that's awesome. To have someone like you on staff for Enway is probably pretty important for them. Yeah, researching and reference and just being able to, someone goes like, hey, is this character like a villain or a hero? I'm like, well, they used to be a villain, but then they were actually brainwashed and they turned good. Then they got like, you know, and 
all the Power Rangers like flip flopping and changing and knowing that is important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So maybe just give us a brief background into how you came into being an associate game designer, what that means and how that applies to Legacy Wars. Sure. So yeah, I've always wanted to work in games ever since high school. Like I grew up in the Bay Area and this is like video game headquarters basically. So I started getting my graduate degree over at Academy of Art University and I was working there as a designer and one of my teachers he actually knows the creative directors over here Steve Kuroki and he's like they're looking for someone to do research and reference and documentation for the characters and I'm like give me all the documents was basically what happened so I came here and I interned here for about a year while I was finishing up my master's and then they decided to keep me. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, yes, not having to job hunt at the end of school is so nice. Like, yeah, you're just here (laughs) and it's great. That's awesome. So did you work or intern at any other game design studios? Yeah, actually, my undergrad was in UC Santa Cruz. They have a computer science game design program over there. So I was doing that. It was Programming's so hard, I switched to art. <laughs> and I, so I um, programming for video games and art for video games. And then did a lot of school projects there. And then when I was, right before Enway, actually, I was interning at another very small indie company called Arachnid Games on a project called Deluvian, which is super different than um, Power Rangers and the fighting game aspect. It was like dogfighting with submarines in an underwater world, and it was really cool. That's awesome. It was very different from this. But other than that, it's been student projects, and those two, a lot of student projects. As an associate game designer, in addition to like referencing the lore, you know, having this name, the lore master, what actually does an associate game designer do? What's like your typical day to day at Enway? Or is that every day so crazy that <laughs> you never can tell? <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the short answer. But uh, honestly, what a game designer does actually seems to vary a lot of the times from like, you know, where you are in what company. A designer actually has this kind of, like, really ambiguous kind of job description. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an article by Liz England called The Door Problem, and it just basically tells you, like, oh, what does a designer do? So it's like, you have a door in a game. A designer is the person who writes a document that says, like, oh, a door should open and close, but make sure there's nothing behind it, and, like, all the intricacies of why the heck and how the heck this door should function. As an associate game designer, I do stuff like that, Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to do a lot of systems design these days. So the new uh, PVE raid feature that just came out, uh, that was my little baby. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing with that a little bit this weekend and it's really cool. It's really interesting. I like working with the rest of the people in my alliance to essentially take down other rangers and kind of get that check mark. So it's pretty unique. It feels more like a college basketball bracket or something. <laughs> It looks like one too. So anytime there's like a new feature or a new function like that, there is a designer behind it. Mm -hmm. As an associate designer, sometimes it's like, rather than me saying like, oh, hey, we should go do this. It's someone saying, we should do this. Go ahead, figure it out. It's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Aside from that, my day to day, I do a lot of odd jobs as well because we are a very small company. We're like, Mm -hmm. basically the size of a high school classroom, really. Like there's what, 30 some of us. So Everyone does a lot of different things. In my case, I do, you know, not only systems, but I do live ops, which are like things like, you know, challenges, missions, special offers, things like that, as well as uh, localization. So mm. I take like, collecting all those strings that we use in game. 
amassing them, sending them off to translators and sticking them back in game. So if you ever see a UI text string, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) So just for the lore master part of it, Chris has mentioned in past shows that you create these documents for the rest of the team to basically give them a lowdown on a new character. So can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah, sure. So most of that involves watching a lot of Power Rangers. That um, is so- the coolest job ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Although sometimes I swear I must have looked like a crazy person because I would have on my monitor like four different Power Rangers videos playing at once. And I would <laughs> all of them at the same time. And it was like, God, I must look like I'm like crazy or being brainwashed by Power Rangers. <laughs> But it's great because Power Rangers has this, like, you know, this tried and true pattern to them, you know, where it's like, oh, you introduce characters, they have, like, their subplot, you see the monsters, and then there's a battle, and then, oh, no, they, like, something went wrong, but then there's the other battle with the Megazords, and it's just, it's great. And it makes finding all the battle sequences really easy to find, and then, like, sit down and watch it, you get to see all the character substory unfold, too, which is really nice. So question from uh, one of our listeners, Steve F. at Hit People Guy, wanted to ask you, what is the best thing you have found while digging back through the Power Rangers history? Oh my gosh, I know the answer to this hands down. Okay, so <laughs> so there's an episode where um, Zed turns a couple of putties into like putty rangers back in season one, or season two, I guess, technically. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, they're like putty patrollers and they look like the rangers, but they've got these like black gloves and black boots. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, but there's like this crayfish monster. Like, that's the monster of the week, and he's fighting with these putty patrollers that are like, look like rangers. And at one point, when they grow ginormous, like, you know, they do the make my monster grow thing, uh, they become gigantic, and they like do this thing that's very common in Japan where they kind of make a um, three person, like, carriage where one person in the front sticks his arms behind him, the other two grab onto his arms. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. So. There's these three Power Ranger putties carrying this gigantic crazy <laughs> fighting the dragon sword and the dinosaur. It's the best thing ever. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny and I love it. Power Rangers as a kid, you're like, this is so cool and it's still really cool. But now I'm just looking, I'm like, this is so cool, but it's also really funny. Like <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's interesting that different perspective when you go back and watch these episodes as an adult from when you were a kid and just noticing all these like different little things that totally glossed over when you were a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm always surprised by the fact that I never noticed all the spliced footage like from the Sentai stuff. It's like, yeah, look, there's a distinct line in the trees right where they cut out one film and they stuck it with another one. <laughs> um, but, you know, like as a kid... I never knew. I never realized the Yellow Ranger in the more footage was a guy. It's like, didn't even dawn on me. It's just like, yep, Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting to see how innovative Saban and everybody was with all that footage to make something that was really unique and fun and different from the Sentai stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask, from perspective working with Hasbro or previously Saban Brands, do you have access to extra footage or files? How much does Hasbro help in that initial research stage? Yeah, happy to step in on that behalf. Usually we have this thing called a Bible, and and Mm -hmm. for any franchise that you work with or or major ip holder Mm -hmm. have their own separate brand bible we carry the same to that extent sure and draw reference from that bible as well alongside kind of like what ellen mentioned 
just going through different videos and really trying to figure out the best ways in which we could design X character that we're going to be adding to the game. So speaking about new characters being added to the game, Zen Aku, by the time uh, listeners will hear this on Saturday, it'll already been out for a day. He releases December 14th. And I'll be honest, for a lot of people, this might be kind of a deep cut or a little bit of a fan favorite, but... Now that I think about it, the details were all kind of there because you already debuted a Wild Force Ranger, like from the initial roster, I think the Black Wild Force Ranger has been there from the beginning. And then when Megazords came, the Predazord was added and that was Zenaku's like evil Zord. Yes, it was. So those little breadcrumbs have been there. So has Zenaku been on the books for a while? It's interesting how you mentioned that. So we carry a roadmap. And in this roadmap, it's forever changing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, down to the minute. It is. And it's all influenced not only internally, depending on what we feel as a team that we could either, hey, dedicate X amount of time with. Does this character need more time, polish or whatnot in terms of development? Yes or no? Okay. And then we kind of make that decision Mm. and then work closely hand in hand with Hasbro to try to figure out, hey, listen, Um, Here's where we're at in this stage with with these specific characters, and this is what we've determined in which we'll be able to complete X project. That's kind of like the trend that we do here. And it's weird because in some situations, there are ways in which like, hey, one, we have this character set for this specific month. However, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're locked in Mm -hmm. for that character to release, you know, Mm -hmm. thankfully we have the freedom to kind of mess around with the project roadmap that we have here. And that's to cater to what we feel in the team would work best in terms of release. What's really cool that you guys are doing uh, for this particular release is he was announced real early and that was to tie it in as a reward. People can actually have a chance to unlock him early through the PVE system. Yeah, so we've been releasing characters like Clockwork every two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so it was kind of a planned and somewhat like, you know, like, oh, this matches up. You know, Zenaku's release and PVE, it works. Now, talking uh, specifically about Zenaku... Can we get some more details on the rarity, the move set? I know the video is out there, but for any of our listeners who haven't checked that out, maybe give them some of the details on that. Yeah, sure. He is a defender. He's also an epic, so he'll be a little bit easier to unlock for everyone who's like freaking out. He does a lot of his classic moves. He's got the crescent wave from his crescent blade. He's got, oh my God, I gotta say there's this one move. It's called, I think we ended up calling it Moon Rising. It's so cool. He does this move where he like, he launches his opponent up with a crescent blade, and while they're in midair, he does this cool, like, dash back and forth, because he always moves, like, super fast in the show. Yeah. He's always, like, doing a multi-hit combo on them in the air, which is really awesome. We've also got, uh, his assist has Crescent Surge, is the final name. It's a projectile move, which is, like, his bread and butter in the show. It's, like... Mm-hmm. That is the signature Zenaku. The video looked really cool. And I was going back and watching clips prepping for this episode. And I love what Legacy Wars is doing now when you guys are are promoting it by 
throwing some of the actual clips from the show and and merging it with the game footage i think that's really cool to remind fans yeah i gotta say our video guy ray he does an amazing job every time i watch the video i'm like oh this is so cool like i've been staring at this character for a week <laughs> but i'm excited again because after you stare at it for a long time you're just like i'm, so, I'm done i'm so done <laughs> and I'm like, yay <laughs> and it's it's always like really cool to get amped up about it mm-hmm. it's, it's good stuff well, speaking of getting excited about it, Tommy Gregory at Lord in Black PRLW asked, what is your favorite thing about Zenaku? Okay, I'm going to give you like a little abbreviated essay here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's really cool for Zenaku is like he's like spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Wild Force, but it's been out for like 10 years now. So too bad for you. Um, <laughs> so Zenaku, he was like, basically he was this possessed mask that Merrick, the Lunar Wolf Ranger, found, yeah. And when they combined, you know, he, like, lost his memory at some point. And it was this really cool, especially looking back on it now, because mm-hmm. there's no way I remember this or thought of this as a child. But he was this really cool character who was basically a villain that you could empathize with, because he's like, oh, you you left me. I'm all alone now. He had this constant lone wolf going on. And then at the very end of the series, when he joins Merrick to go basically wander the world and help yep. people, he kind of evolved into from this sympathetic villain into this very much the definition of an anti-hero where it's like okay he's not perfect and yeah he's kind of an angry guy sometimes but you know he saves a puppy in the show <laughs> like he can't be all that bad and it's a great way of showing character development throughout the whole mm-hmm. show it's so rare you know a villain is usually just this guy who's like i'm evil and that's that and we're definitely getting a lot more development in their characters and personalities these days and to see it from something that's gosh when did wild force come out was like like 15 years ago at this point yeah and it's like that's really cool it's nice and not only that but he was like soon as he pops out of that coffin when he was resurrected it's like yeah he just defeated all five power rangers no sweat like yeah this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) i was just watching some clips and and i just forgot how cool of a a character he was and i don't want to say rare but you know it's not often that power rangers has a villain arc like what zenaku got and i think it's very cool that he's being brought in the legacy wars I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Yay. Well, I was going to say, speaking of, we're bringing him into the game and and it's awesome. and Everyone's excited. Edward Sanchez at Edward is the man asked, what was the hardest part about bringing Zenaku into the game? Oh yeah. That's, that's a hard question. Murphy's law, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the hardest part. I I do have to remind you guys, I'm not constantly like watching over Zenaku, like an overprotective mother. Sure. So there are definitely times where, you know, something, happens and i have no clue what's going on or like i never even know and it's resolved before i even hear anything about it so for me the hardest part you know these days i don't do as much combat stuff for me i just hardest part is like oh i have to stop watching the episode now (laughs) 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 but i would have to say like combat right for Mm -hmm. for any of our characters combat is going to be like by far the hardest thing because it you have to balance it with all how what sixty plus characters we, we have, have now? Sixty characters now. Well, I mean, oh my gosh, we have it's a lot of characters. <laughs> I think it's way more than sixty, or it yeah. feels like. Yeah, because okay, so to get a little designery on you guys, every character has an ID assigned to them, a number ID. 
Mm-hmm. Zenaku is like 139. Oh, wow. Like a leader is zero, and then his assist is one. And mm-hmm. Zenaku's leader is 139. So we have, I guess we have like 70 characters or something like wow. that. That's my quick of how many characters have we made so far kind of check. <laughs> It's a lot. So when just developing characters, a lot has to go into the research as well, figuring out or revisiting the story of the character. And then, as we mentioned in past interviews and talks with Chris, pulling all the moves that were seen in the show, you guys have to come up with creative names that either are references from the show and the bios as well. So there's a lot to contribute to each character. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Sure. Well, like, you know, the franchise Bible we mentioned before is mm-hmm. like really, really helpful because it has synopsis of episodes or bios on the characters themselves. So drawing from that is really useful, as well as, you know, just me doing my crazy, like, watch the show on four different screens thing. <laughs> so for the bios, that's what's really great. And then we have character limits, too, because you can only put so many words in the bio section. So right. sometimes I'll things are, I'll add some extra little bit of flair if it's a little short but for the moves themselves the best thing that any character can do is call out the name of their move when they do it yes like, <laughs> when they do not do that i'm just like well what do i call this <laughs> like, i'll stare at it and i'll be like okay okay it's a combo and it does this and like okay what's a wolf so i like the thetaurus.com is like my best friend <laughs> and puns puns are also my friends if you ever look at putty's names his move names like they're all puns <laughs> Sorry for anyone who hates puns. But for Zenaku specifically, he had a lot of really, like, I mean, he's a wolf. Like, you've got yeah. all this cool stuff with, like, the moon and wolves and biting, scratching, and the crescent stuff. And, you know, crescent blade, crescent surge, their move names he calls out. So it was really not that hard for him at all. Other sure. characters, like RJ that just came out, he never says anything. He always just, <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot call it, yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> so certain characters are definitely harder, but like when some you get someone like RJ, though, he's got all this cool, like Muay Thai inspired fighting, and it just, it looks really cool. So you find something and you run with it, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what one of our listeners, Tyler Waldman at RCEF, he wanted to know about the research going into writing the character bios, but he said they're pretty much all on point. They're also on point because not only with the Bible, but all the the research and time that you put into it as well. That's one of my favorite things when a new character comes out. I go straight to the bio because I always like how they capture the essence of a character in a very short window. Uh, Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea how happy it makes me to hear that because like you go online and you see all the reviews and everyone's just so angry sometimes <laughs> and, like one time it was on reddit i remember this because it was back when i first started working on um like making strings for special offers and someone's like someone's watching this show psycho reds offers called ghosts in the machine i'm like yeah yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad you understand my the references i'm gonna put this here and it makes me happy it makes other people happy, great, but it makes me happy to see this here. <laughs> you know, I almost forgot about that, yeah, because all the offer names are based on stuff. I loved uh, Shadow Ranger. I'm a huge Shadow Ranger fan, so I appreciated all those, like, uh, li- little call-outs and stuff. And even, like, some mission names or, or challenge names yep. are also pulled from episodes. As much as we can, we try to pull from the episodes. We've got such a rich mm-hmm. franchise. Here. Like, there is like, what? what is it now? Like 20, 25, 20, almost 26? Yeah, 25 yeah. years. 
Yeah. 25 years, 26 seasons coming out soon. Like, that's a lot yeah. of stuff. Not including Beast Wars. Yeah. yeah, well, I think 26 is, is Beast Wars. I think I yeah. yeah. And then, you're like, that's yeah. not even counting Hyperforce RPG that's stuff, true. you know? Yeah. And there's just so much stuff, so it's like, oh, well, I gotta use this. Like, it's here. Otherwise, like, I'm not gonna come up with this stuff, <laughs> like, with all these creative things. Like, you gotta Spe- pull from reference and research. <laughs> yeah, like, speaking from the perspective of the fans, the fans appreciate when they know that, like, okay, there's a fan of this who is working on this, and, like, that's why I think Legacy Wars has proven so popular is because the fandom knows that you guys are all there as fans of the show, putting out the product that fans want to play. Aw. We do our best. We, yeah, we, we do our best. <laughs> yeah, actually, at our old office, we used to have um, TVs up on the walls, and they would just be streaming Power Rangers all day, like, just so we could be like, okay. I want to come work for you guys so bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Like I don't have any experience in game design, but I'll I'll get coffees. I'll just, like, <laughs> just as long as I can sit and watch Power Rangers, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I have to say, like I've always wanted to work in games, and I'm so glad I have this job. It's it's my dream job, and I get to watch Power Rangers all day. Or we have like debates about what was it? It was like Dragon Sword is a Zord, but he's not a Megazord, and like or like it was something Where about like fall in between. Yeah. <laughs> Arguing about like whether something I can't, I can't even remember, but it was something really silly, and it was like, do we call this dragon or do we call this something else? And it was like, this is the arguments I have at work. <laughs> this is amazing. So with Zenaku coming out, Chris, I think you mentioned on the show when you teased it that there was actually quite a bit of demand from the community on this character. Who was, like, the main driving force behind that? Was it a certain group? Because I don't know if I saw anything in my circle for clamoring for Zenaku, but, I mean, there's there's a broad range of players out there, so... <laughs> and you said it correctly. There are certain groups out there, uh, groups that I won't name on this <laughs> okay, podcast. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but that also cares to show, and, and I'll quote them for this, if they do listen to your podcast, it's also one of the guys, too, that mentions Psycho Green every time. Uh, mm. Hey, I, I'm listening to you, Psycho Green guy. <laughs> like, there's so many great villains and rangers and, like, so many things. There's no way we can get to them all right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're slowly getting there, and, like, there's so many characters I want to see in this game. I'm right there with you guys, you know? But we are only human. We're doing our best. (laughs) But it would be kind of cool if Merrick was in there. (laughs) Super cool. I I hear it. I hear it. And I think the first time I heard it was when I put out that teaser. When I had, like, Zenaku come out of nowhere from the tunnel. He's playing his flute. And then Merrick's looking over there and like, oh, what? You're back. You're back. And then I stopped it right there. And then everyone on social media are like, what? Who is it going to be? Because there's two characters. Well, I guess that's what makes it a and teaser. And that was the perfect teaser. Oh, man, it, it I thought was. about it so much. <laughs> I thought about it so much. I was like, hey, did I do that on purpose? Or Wow, hey, that Just was great. Intuitively, I know. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited to hopefully play him soon. Because, Ellen, you were involved also in the raids, and I definitely don't want to gloss over that because that's such a great new feature that's been added to the game. Can you tell us a little bit more about the raid system? Um, Yeah. Oh, God. It's a big system. It's a big (laughs) system. It's a PvE 
set up. So you have this map, this node map, where you can uh, choose different kind of difficulty paths and fight along, um, fight through a bunch of different rangers. Um, each node has its own kind of modifier on it. So like the battle itself has a modifier, like this node, your villains do 3x damage and stuff. And when you beat it, you know, you get a reward at the end of a, like a battle, even if you don't kill the AI because the AI is going to have like this ridiculous amount of health. Mm-hmm. And you'll get battle rewards, kind of like Megazord event, where you know you get rewards based on how much damage you do. And then when you actually defeat the enemy, take their HP down to zero, you get a completion reward. So you get one for completing the battle too. And you just amass like these modifiers that apply through the event or your next battle and rewards and unlocking and upgrading characters. And then you get re- to get ready for the alliance phase of it. In the alliance phase, you and your alliance come together as this one big happy family that want to strangle each other for stealing each other's nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just being like, guys, so many of my alliance members, they like swooped in. I'm just like, fine, fine. Okay, we're getting there, so it's okay. And then they wouldn't finish it. I'd be like, yes, and I take it and like finish the completion note. It was great. But yeah, you work with your alliance and you basically do the same thing to work your way up to get the most damage out of all the alliances so you get your rightful place on the leaderboard and in this case for solo which ended yesterday and top five pve solo leaderboard leaders got to unlock zenaku early for the leader and the alliance phase which is running now although i guess it's probably finished by this podcast runs yeah when this airs it'll be done But for the Alliance one, the top Alliance, every single member in that Alliance is going to unlock Zenaku Assist early. So that's pretty cool. I don't think my Alliance is going to be that one. (laughs) But it's still pretty cool. (laughs) It's definitely awesome. So will this kind of like switch off between Megazord events? Because... Now it seems like every week there's like a solo Megazord, uh, Alliance Megazord. Now you got the raids, solo and Alliance, and it's definitely a lot of content to keep coming back and playing. Yep, there is a lot. We don't want to burn you guys out. The current schedule is basically there will be a Megazord event, then there will be a raid event, which includes a solo and Alliance raid, and then the Megazord event. So the Megazord event will alternate between solo and Alliance. Okay. with those um, raids. So you guys get a nice little change up every now and then. Yeah, and I'm definitely looking forward to what the next raid is going to be because they're all, it, it seemed like this one was themed. Yeah. It'll be cool to see what's uh, in upcoming themes. <laughs> yes. Got to make sure we have enough characters in each of the little brackets of the theme, which is sometimes really difficult because there are so many different color rangers and whatnot. And then so many people go from being like a good guy to a bad guy and six rangers and, and all sorts of stuff. So I want more characters. <laughs> 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 I want more characters so, so I can do more cool things. So we are like right there with everybody saying we want all the things. I'm like, yes. Nice. <laughs> we also want all the things. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be here to play all of the things. <laughs> oh, please do. I mean, that's why we do it, right? Absolutely. It's great to see such a diverse selection of characters in the game and i know that the fans are happy that there's somebody for everyone to play as yeah i'm just excited to see what comes next from the fine folks at Enway. oh thank you well i hope you guys will enjoy what comes next is, because i is. cannot say what comes next <laughs> 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 <You will enjoy> it. <laughs> things are coming 
right? I can and, say and, that, right? <laughs> no, that's fine. That's okay. fine. And then what they're used to is me giving them a few teasers and nice. usually. Oh, you do um, that because I don't want to. Is that? You know, oh, is that my cue? Oh, I don't want to break it. <laughs> <laughs> God, here we go again, Eric. Okay. I know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, guys. Here is what I am allowed to say. All right. I am 80% confident. I know a lot of people are going to be doing the math. I was like, Chris, what is 80%? (laughs) 80% confident that the next balance changes are going to happen before the new year hits. Mm. I know a lot of our players in our community has been asking for this, been dying and always asking us, especially in social media, like, hey, when are you guys going to release those balance changes, like, don't worry. We worked on Megazords. We got it done. We put out PVE. Got that done. Zenaku's out. And now comes the most important thing in the whole wide world for them, right? Is, is those yeah. balance changes. So 80%, guys. You guys can figure out the math. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I got a lot of news for some reason today, Eric. So you're coming at the right time. Good. <laughs> there will be something really awesome that we're going to put out there for VIP. Oh. Something oh, yeah. <laughs> really amazing that is definitely going to make you think and be like, do I really want to be a VIP member now? Oh, man. Yes. Um, I just finished the data QA testing. And, and yeah, yes. <laughs> that's the second one. Third thing I have here for the community here. For the holidays, we're going to be doing, we're going to be celebrating uh the holidays in a really cool way and it's something that we haven't done for a while mm. and can I, can I and i'll let i'll let, yeah ellen's got something to say yes, about this it will be quote a season to remember unquote oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> time to watch that episode now Season <laughs> to remember there you go so that's gonna happen and it's gonna include a, a familiar arena that we did launch Early in Legacy Wars during the holiday season, uh, you guys can do your reference on that. I know a lot of you guys that were there since day one and have followed us since then. You'll be like, "What did Enway do last holiday in terms of arenas?" So yeah, you'll be fine. You guys will know the idea behind that. So it's going to make another return for the holidays. And then last but not least, I know everybody always is like, "Hey, Chris, what's the next character that's coming out?" <laughs> right? I will tell you this. So. By mid-January, hopefully, fingers crossed, if everything goes well with the project roadmap that we have right now, we'll be releasing someone from a season that we've yet to add to Legacy Wars. Another new season will be coming. And that's all for my list of uh, teasers there. Nice. Yeah. You guys are probably used to just one, two, two teasers <laughs> every single time I end these episodes, but... uh. I got something special for the holidays here for you. Oh, that's it's a present. <laughs> Go back to the drawing board, guys. Check out Ranger Command Power. These guys are amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you, dude. You know we love all of you guys that listen and, and try to learn about the behind the scenes here at Enway. When we do these podcasts, I, I really appreciate the team. Appreciates every every time I bring on a guest over here. It's like it's like a new experience to them mm-hmm. and it really helps everybody to kind of like express who they are yeah i've never right. been interviewed before so this was very exciting <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> right but yeah yeah shout outs to you guys shout out to the community we love 
the questions, the feedback, everything again, uh, kind of like what Eric has mentioned. If you guys have any additional ideas, comments, suggestions, anything like that, please feed it to Ranger Command Power Hour. These guys are amazing. And we want to continue to grow this podcast because we have so much fun doing it. We really appreciate it. And just thank you guys for the great work that you're doing on the game. And I mean, raids came out of nowhere. So that was, that was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to thank Ellen and Chris for joining us today. And Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com. You can check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour. All one word. Chris, Ellen, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. And we'll catch you later. Yeah. Sweet. Bye. Where are you going? I go wherever the wind takes me. You could use some company. My path is to walk alone. I still have much to atone for. You and I have a lot in common. You're not the only lone wolf looking for redemption. Follow me if you must. I won't stop you. Well then, lead the way. No, we want that. Yeah, we yeah, by all means, like Babble away. (laughs) You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH and like us on Facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks.